Good morning. It's Tuesday, November 8th, Election Day. I'm Shamita Basu. This is Apple News Today. On today's show, how marijuana on the ballot could lead to a turning point in legalization. World leaders debate who should foot the bill for climate change damage. And historical photos tell a tense story about democracy and elections in America. But first, Election Day is underway, and there are already several lawsuits. The Washington Post reports on Republican efforts to disqualify thousands of mail-in ballots. In Wisconsin, Republicans want a lawsuit to toss some mail ballots that don't have the address of a witness filled out. There's another victory for the GOP in Pennsylvania, where a court said ballots without a written date on the outer envelope should not be counted. In Michigan, a judge denied a Republican's attempt to force Detroit voters to show up in person. GOP lawyers say that they're working to make sure voters follow the law. But Democrats are crying foul, saying it's not fair to throw out votes based on small technicalities. With so many tight races, a few thousand disqualified ballots could swing a race, maybe even control of Congress. And there could be many more lawsuits to come, as MSNBC's Eamon Mohedin explained recently. Republican Party officials say they are actively preparing for recounts, contested elections, and even more litigation. And there are thousands of volunteers in place primed to challenge ballots and hunt down evidence of malfeasance, even though there's always scant evidence of that in our elections. All these legal moves are part of why election experts are reminding people that some results won't be known tonight. It could take days, maybe weeks, for some races to be called, which is a normal thing to expect in every national election cycle. These lawsuits aside, there are other reasons we'll need to be patient. Many states don't allow counting of mail-in ballots until Election Day. Plus, several have a grace period. Mailed ballots are valid if they're postmarked by Election Day, even if they arrive after it. Close races will need recounts. And there's a strong chance that the Georgia Senate race will go to a runoff, which would happen next month. The reality of American elections is not very satisfying if you're looking for instant gratification. But at least you don't have to worry about missing out if you're looking for an excuse to go to bed early. Today, marijuana could be considered legal in almost half of the United States. The issue is on the ballot in five states, Arkansas, Maryland, Missouri, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Just for some perspective, Colorado became the first state to fully legalize marijuana only a decade ago. Time reports on where things are going. Legalizing appears to be a popular move. Gallup polling from last year found 68 percent of Americans in favor, with support from the left and the right. At the federal level, marijuana is still classified the same way as heroin and ecstasy. But last month, President Biden issued an executive order to pardon people convicted of simple possession of marijuana under federal law. He also ordered a review of how the drug is classified. Supporters of legalization say that people of color have been unfairly targeted by pot enforcement 
and that police should focus on more dangerous drugs and crimes. U.S. marijuana law has changed a lot in a pretty short time, and voters may push it even further today. A big climate summit is happening in Egypt, opening with an urgent warning from U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres. Our planet is fast approaching tipping points that will make climate chaos irreversible. We are on a highway to climate hell with our foot still on the accelerator. For the first time, the idea of climate reparations is on the official agenda at COP27. CNBC reports on how low-income nations are pushing for what are also known as loss and damage payments. It's money to make up for devastation caused by severe weather, like the deadly floods in Pakistan and Nigeria recently. Climate change made those disasters worse, intensifying the rain. But it's emissions from wealthy countries that drive so much of climate change. That's why there's a growing movement to get them to pay for damages. National Geographic reports on how what's called attribution science is adding hard data to the debate over climate reparations. Now that computer modeling is more powerful than ever, scientists are able to better pinpoint how climate change makes deadly disasters worse, from heat waves to floods to rising sea levels. Wealthy countries, including the United States, have been slow to get on board with paying for climate change damage in other countries. But now there's a stronger scientific argument to go along with the moral one. And world leaders seem to be giving reparations more consideration than before. We want to send you off into your election day with one last story. It's a series of photographs chosen by documentarian Ken Burns for The Atlantic. He picked six photos that represent American elections through history, or as he puts it, images that hint at tensions between calls for more rights and freedom and calls for exclusion. Several show people who fought to get the right to vote including an image from 1912 of a few suffragettes holding up umbrellas that say, Votes for Women. Burns also picked out a regal portrait of Susan B. Anthony, who was arrested and fined for voting, and died just before the 19th Amendment gave women the right. Anthony's name is in the history books, but one of the most striking photos here is of an unknown Black woman in 1964 walking into a courthouse in Mississippi, The steps are crowded with white men. Some are looking at her suspiciously. As Burns writes, she may have registered to vote for the first time that day. It's a reminder that progress isn't just made by famous people in the spotlight. It's also a sum of a million quiet acts of courage by otherwise ordinary people. You can see those photos and all the stories that we talked about today in the Apple News app, along with full coverage of election developments. And if you're already listening in the News app, stick around for a narrated article from The New Yorker about film composer Carter Burwell, who scores the Coen Brothers films. You'll hear about the art of making audiences uncomfortable. 
So sit back, enjoy listening to that, and I'll be back with the news tomorrow. <laughs>